Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 612. If you'd like to have a copy of it, please let us know at the end of the program whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Sharon will arrange it for you. It's free. I've got some very interesting scriptures for you uh, today and um, music and letters. But right now, let's uh, ask the Lord's blessing over this program. Father, anoint this program. You are the one that told me to do these programs. Therefore, and you um, have uh, must like the way I do them. Otherwise, why would you tell me to write and to do these programs? Uh, it just wouldn't make sense, would it? So, um, a lot of people take issue with it, but you're uh, my dependable friend. You have never uh, left me or forsaken me. You've never let me down. Open the windows of heaven, Father. Send forth your word through me that people might be saved and the Everyone that calls themselves Christians may get on the right path and be strong. Lord, destroy Satan and all of our, the enemies if they don't repent, all of our enemies. Put a stop to them one way or the other. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Okay, now here's a recording I've done quite some time ago. Gary Paxton wrote it. It's called My Dependable Friend. Thank you. 
Praise the Lord. Um, there's so many things that are in the Bible that are so offensive to people, even disciples. It's just amazing to me that people have their own opinions about what God said. When God says it, uh, that settles it. The Lord tells us in the sixth chapter of John, we just did this the other day, he says that I am the bread of life. He stated, uh, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. That's uh, verse 50. And Jesus in verse 51 says, I am the living bread. I am no other, just me. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. Heaven is the place where the people, the sons of the great polygamist, heaven. Now, don't uh, start kidding your own opinions because the Lord says that his word offends you. A lot of you people, especially the unsaved people. Now, he, he is the word of God, and his word says that he honors the sons of the polygamist Israel and puts their names, each one of the 12 tribes, over the gates of the kingdom of heaven. I think that's wonderful. And uh, so he said, I'm the living bread. I'm the word of God, not you. You are nothing if you do not believe my word. I am the living bread which came down from heaven, where all these things are. The people are around the throne, the saints, and they're singing the song of Moses, the polygamist. Oh, so that's really offensive to you. Well, you won't be in heaven if God's word offends you. If any man eat of this bread, and in other words, my words, uh, which happens to be, uh, there's no secret made that David, God gave David, God gave David uh, many wives. Uh, if any man uh, will do what? Will eat of this bread and eat the words of God and consume it without offense. Is it stinky bread? The words of God, the word of Christ, well, Christ is the word of God. He's the bread of life. If any man will meet, eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is what? It's my flesh, the Lord said. In other words, I'm... Um, writing a covenant in my blood with you folks. And uh, to tell you that the word that I, the bread of life, the word of God are real, the real deal, the real thing. So he lays his, uh, this, uh, this bread will I give is my flesh, which I will give 
for the life of the world. Well, what does he mean, the life of the world? Well, everyone in the world is dead and on their way to hell. But he, Jesus, the word of God is the truth. And so he, Jesus, really laid his life down so that you could have eternal life. There's no life. It's very sinful for you to think the word of God to be offensive. That if you think that it's offensive, then why would God let you in heaven? You're saved by eating the word of God, which is Jesus. He, he eating his flesh. It's for the life of the world. The Jews, therefore, uh, strove. They were really striving among themselves, saying, how can uh, this man give us his flesh to eat? Well, he is the bread of life. He is the one that has the words of life. The words of life are the bread of life. So he says that. And they are not very deep thinkers. They don't, uh, they cannot understand the difference between godly talk, God talk, all they can, uh, they have to, uh, all they can do is believe what they see instead of believe by faith. If he says that his uh, flesh, he's giving his flesh that the people of the world can live if they receive it, his word. Now, you know, people should believe that the word of God is Jesus because he rose from the dead. He's the first begotten from the dead. He glorified. He went to hell for us. He died on the cross first for us and shed his blood, then went to hell. And then he um, ascended into the kingdom of heaven with over 500 onlookers. They saw him. So the Jews, therefore, strove, they argued among themselves, saying, how can this, quote, man, the Bible says he's God, that um, this is Emmanuel, God with us. How can this, quote, man, unquote, give us his flesh to eat? Well, it isn't as so some of these people that were in an airplane crash up in the Indies or up in the mountains somewhere. They ate the flesh of the people that were weaker. That isn't what the Lord has talked about. Uh, my meat is the word of God, and the word of God is Jesus. So when I'm eating his flesh, he took bread is symbolic of himself being the bread of life and he broke it up into pieces meaning there are many pieces of bread that are broken that are his body he said this these many pieces of bread are broken for uh, this is my body so he says take and eat 
Take and eat of the things that you must do in order to have life. You must have a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Um, just like an egg, before we eat it, we must crack it and put a crack in it and break the shell. Every one of us have a shell around us. But the Lord wants that shell broken so that his spirit can enter into that brokenness. If uh, we are not uh, broken, if our spirits are not broken, and unless we have a contrite heart, a heart that is willing to uh, eat the flesh of the Lord, to eat his word, then there's no possible way that he can enter into us. Don't you know that once we are eating the flesh of the Lord, the word of God, the bread of life, then it's entered into us, but it must, uh, our hearts must be circumcised. Circumcised, the Holy Spirit circumcises our heart inside us. And that's the brokenness when we just receive what he says by faith. But if we murmur like these evil people here, his evil disciples, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. The Son of Man, he called himself the Son of Man because he wanted all of us to know that he was a man, yet a God-man. He also said he's God. Eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, which is the spirit, the life, is in the blood. That's why the Lord tells us not to eat the blood of anything because um, the life, the only life that there is, a lot of people think they're getting healthy by eating blood and drinking the blood of animals. So you could get um, very bad diseases to do that. The Lord is talking spiritually here to drink his blood. You have, if you don't eat his flesh and drink his blood, you have no disease. You have absolutely no, absolutely zero life in you. Now, don't say that you haven't had uh, had warning here. Uh, verse 54. Now, whoso uh, eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. Because the Spirit of God is in the Word. He said, the words that I speak to you our uh, spirit and life. And the, my doctrine is not mine, it belongs to my Father, Father God. So anyone that drinks my blood and eats my flesh and has eternal life. And I, I, Jesus, the Son of Man, the God Man, will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. 
He that eateth my flesh and uh, drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Know you not that we're the house of God, we're the temple of God, we're the mansion of the Lord, and in God's, in his Father's house are many mansions, many spirit-filled Christians. He's where we live in heaven. So anyone that will drink my blood, anyone that will eat my flesh and drink my blood, dwells in me. That's where you live. You live on a daily basis in Christ. And if you're living in me, then I will be in you. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father because he is the Holy Spirit, the Father is. He's not the Holy Ghost. Shakespeare put the Holy Ghost in the uh, Bible, but it's really the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that God is a spirit and those that worship him worship him in spirit and in truth. So he that eats me, even he shall live by me because I am the life. I am life. I am the word of God. I am life. I am spirit and I am truth. This is that bread which came down from heaven he repeats himself not as your father not as your father uh, fathers did eat manna and are dead he that eateth of this bread shall live forever and that's something the word of god Verse 59, these things said he in the synagogue, not out in the wilderness someplace, as he taught in Capernaum. Most people call it Capernaum, but it's not, it's Capernaum. Many thereof, or the many therefore of his disciples, which they had heard, when they had heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Just like people today are saying, um, you know, David is a sinner. Um, Gideon is a sinner because he had many wives. There's nothing in the law of Moses that condemns polygamy. Only unsaved people that do not eat the word of God, the flesh of God, the bread of life. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Doth this offend you? Does my words 
offend you? Do I offend you? Have I done something wrong to you? I made you out of the dirt of the ground. You scum. You chaff. Chaff, you know, wheat is to keep, but chaff is to burn. Wheat is to keep, but chaff is scum to be burned up. And that's what the Lord's going to do. Now, verse 62. What and if ye sh shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Will you buy his rice then? Will you believe then? What more could a man do than Jesus if he came and said he was the Messiah? Nobody else has ever come into the world and done the things that Jesus did. Verse 63, it is the spirit that quickeneth, not uh, anything you read or anything you study in uh, university or anything it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh your flesh and my flesh doesn't profit anything the words that i speak unto you they are spirit and the, they are life if you think that what i say about anything like polygamy is wrong well then you are forsaking your own life those of you that do that sort of thing more than likely already have done something so offensive to the lord that uh, you figure what difference does it make i'm just going to go ahead and just keep going if you think that it saved your soul you're crazy but there are some of you that believe not and by faith believe you're saved and by doubt you're damned he said for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him verse 65 and he said therefore said I Jesus said unto you that no man can come unto me now just turn the page here no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father now this is john the sixth chapter and here is john i just read john's six six five and here is John 666 and of all the different apostles the only one that really explained who Antichrist is was John he really explains it and says that it's Antichrist in his epistles now this is John 666 from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? In other words, if you do, I'm not going to chase you. Are you going to? Verse 68, 
668. Then Simon Peter answered, Him, our Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. No one else in the world had it then, and no one else had it today. Now, you want to read the words of the Lord. We're going to read something here from, um, let's see, 1 Corinthians, I believe. Go ahead and start reading, Sharon. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. But uh, start out with verse 1. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Verse 2. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if okay, the yeah, we, we're going to judge the world. And so what have you worldly people doing judging us? When you judge us, just wait until you get up in front of me uh, uh, on judgment day. But I'm not going to judge you according to my own judgment like you do, which is totally against God. I'm going to judge you according to the word of God. Then what? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Yeah, you know, we can judge, but only with the word of God. We cannot, even we cannot use our own judgment like you people do. Uh, the Antichrist has made judges out of everybody. They call up and say, uh, or on TV, they say, call us and give us your opinion. Who is best and who is not best? Who do you th what do you think we should do with these people? Well, you people have not the word of God, and your judgment is always wrong. Keep going. Three, know ye not that we shall judge angels? Yeah, not only are we going to judge you with the word of God, but we're going to judge angels too, those ungodly angels that fell from grace, from God's power in heaven. One-third of them, they all are the demons and imps that are embedded in your rotten souls. Then what? How much more things that pertain to this life? Verse 4, If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. Right, we can take uh, somebody that just moved into the church and has been there maybe three or four months, and we can set a matter before them, and they just read the judgment from the Bible. Because God is judged, not you. Not the president. He doesn't know what he's doing. Not the pope or any of his puppets like presidents, kings, and queens. Of all the retarded, satanic people, that they would believe such people as the hierarchy of the Vatican, or they believe anybody, because the words that only Jesus speaks are spirit and life, uh, and any of his people that are allowing him to speak in them, these words that I speak unto you are spirit and life. Now, go ahead. Verse 5, I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren? Verse 6, But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Verse 7, Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another. 
Why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Verse 8. Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Right. It's so wrong to defraud somebody. Because, you know, especially Christians, uh, why should we have to, de to defraud people when we know we're going to heaven if we don't defraud them? Why do you sell yourself out so quickly to defraud your brother and sister? You lie, and no liar shall enter the kingdom of God. Okay, then what? Verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? You, know, you won't get in, folks. Then what? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Verse 10. Does nor, it say no polygamists will enter the kingdom of heaven? No. No. Because that never was in the law, and it still never is. Okay, so you say it is, and that we're of the devil, that um, preach this. Now, just because we preach it, we've been commanded to preach the whole word of God. And if, it's, if something is lawful, uh, the, the, um, it states in verse uh, 12, here in 1 Corinthians, that all things are lawful unto me. Everything that's in the Bible that is lawful to do is lawful for me to do or you to do. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So we don't have any people in our church uh, that is a polygamist. Let's just get that straight right now. And we don't have any underage marriages. And we've never forced anyone to be married to anybody because I could care less if people get married or they don't. But it would be lawful if it was of the Lord, if the Lord told him, go ahead and get married. Uh, even at the age of, as soon as they reach puberty, that would be lawful. But I will not be under the power of any of these lawful things that I can do. Because whatever is lawful in the Bible is lawful. It's lawful to be a polygamist. It's lawful to marry. We see that Rebecca was married when she was 10 to a man, Isaac, who was 40. Isaac married a preteen girl um, who reached puberty, 10 years old. And we know that Joseph was maybe 50 or more years older than Mary when he married her at about... Um, six or seven, seven years old. But remember, he never had sexual relationships with her. The Holy Spirit performed the immaculate conception. Uh, she, uh, she conceived in her womb by the Holy Spirit. She was virgin. And so... But that didn't happen until she reached puberty. 
And just as she reached puberty, Joseph was going to marry her and uh, have relationships with her. Because you're really not to have relationships with a woman until she reaches puberty. That shows that she is able to bear children. Now, this is all Bible, folks, that I'm talking about. Now, you have your own opinions, but uh, your opinions are going to get you to hell. All right? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 10. This is, I just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, and now I'm going to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. This is the Apostle Paul again saying, Everything that is, uh, all things are lawful for me to do. Paul wasn't even married, and here he is preaching that everything that's in the Bible is lawful to do. But he doesn't want to be married. As a matter of fact, he suggests to people not to marry. And that's just fine with me. But what I'm doing is fighting for these people that the, uh, the ungodly beast is thrown into prison for uh, marrying uh, someone 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, if they've reached puberty. Personally, I can't understand what a guy would be able to see in a young girl like that because uh, they're still filled with a lot of foolishness, most of them that I've ever seen. But still, no, it's lawful, but not in this society. <clears throat> not really uh, if you oh, don't want to go to prison, but it's lawful. But Paul said all things are lawful that God said are okay for me, but all things are not expedient. I don't have to do these things. I've decided not to be married at all. All things are lawful for me again, he says, but all things edify not. I mean, if Paul got married to 15 or 20 or 100 women, as uh, David did, or Solomon, he had all these wives plus a lot of concubines, uh, that, that wouldn't edify anybody. All that would do, and they were not a bunch of older women. Yeah, they were young women. Then now let's go to Romans chapter 14, verse 21. It is uh, good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby uh, thy brother stumble or stumbleth. I mean, if it's going to stumble somebody to know that you uh, have chosen to be a polygamist. You shouldn't let anybody know that you are because a lot of people will be stumbled over that because they're weak, the Bible says. So it's not good. Now, it's lawful to have in moderation to have a glass of wine. That's what the Bible says. Jesus drank wine. And so did uh, many others, patriarchs. So it's good neither to eat flesh. That's okay to eat flesh. All Israel did. All the ch uh, children of Israel ate flesh. But there's a lot of people today that say, 
I want to be a vegetarian. I think that's more holy than a person that eats flesh. So it's not good. Then if you're around them, don't argue about it. Just let them eat their uh, rabbit food. Okay, the lettuce and all that. It's okay. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine. Um, nor anything whereby your brother stumbleth or uh, is offended or is made weak. They'll think that you're a weakling if you eat meat. And therefore, they won't listen to anything you say because they're weak in the faith. They, they don't study the Bible enough to know that it's all right to eat flesh and, and to uh, drink a little wine. I really don't want any wine because uh, it's full of sugar and I have diabetes. And so I wouldn't eat that and I certainly wouldn't drink it before my congregation if I could or in front of some unsaved people. But uh, I don't eat steak either. I eat chicken a little bit and uh, some fish and turkey. But uh, let's continue on where you were at, Sharon, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Verse 11. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Verse 12, all things are lawful unto me, but all See, things... See, all things are lawful to me that God said is lawful. And that happens to be polygamy. The great, greatest men in the Bible were polygamists. I mean, Moses, he was great, wasn't he? Yes. Abraham, Jacob, Moses, Gideon, it just goes on and on. That, you know, this all things are lawful, but man, we don't need to do them. Amen? Amen. So we don't need to do them. But if you did them and got by with it, uh, well, you know, like uh, you just don't do it in front of people. And if, uh, you know, there's a danger of you going to prison for it, don't do it. Now, the Bible doesn't tell you that you can force people to have sex or anybody, whether it's an older woman or a younger woman. They have to want it. And uh, the thing that I found out in this world that women really want sex even more than men. And yet they're trying to make Madonnas out of all the females. Uh, you get a young girl and uh, you get them mad at you, they'll lie that you've had sex, uh, that uh, you raped them or something. This is just the nature of women, especially if you don't continue having relationships with them. They will leave and they'll uh, tear you to ribbons with their lying tongues. Then what, Sharon? Verse 12, all things are lawful unto me, but See, all, all things that are in the Bible are lawful to me, he says. This is the third place we've read that. But all things what? Are not expedient. No, it's not important. To do them because you're just going to bring misery down to yourself and possibly stumble a lot of souls 
because they're weak. They don't know the Bible like I do, or maybe you do. Maybe you do. Okay, then what? Or the Apostle Paul. God, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, and he never condemned polygamy. He never condemned being married. As a matter of fact, he preached, let the young women marry. Let them be married and have children. And they can have children a lot easier when they're young. But then on the other hand, you're liable to get thrown in prison for doing what the Lord says in this anti-Christ society that we live in. Okay, continue on, Sharon. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Verse 13. Meats for the belly and the belly for meats. Yeah, that's all it's for. Why would you throw somebody's soul because you want to eat something that they think is sin? You want to eat something in front of them. We know that God stated um, all the different filthy animals and birds that you're not supposed to eat and fish. But still, I sit and watch them eat lobster and all these things. I don't condemn them for it. It doesn't say that you're condemned for eating them, but it does say that you're going to get sick and possibly die because they're filthy. They're not food. They're not supposed to be eaten. But, you know, I don't really get into that that much because meat's for the belly and the belly for meats. Okay, then what? But God shall destroy both it and them. Yeah, he'll destroy it and them. Then what? Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. Right. I mean, we're supposed to, you know, the Bible says those that are married in the last days will be as though they're not married. So, so many people are walking around all puffed. I want to be married. And women or uh, young girls are saying, I want to be married and I want to have children. And I say, well, what do you want to bring children into this world for? I mean, it's so dreadful. And the young children are scared out of their wits, and that's why they're getting on drugs and everything. That doesn't excuse drug taking, but that's what they're doing, and they're uh, rebelling, rebelling about all the filth and degeneracy and wickedness that they see in the world. And they start speeding down the freeways, and then they get killed. I mean, it's just you can't turn on the news without seeing any negative things like this. Well, uh, then continue on, Sharon. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. Verse 14, And God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise up us by his own power. Yes. Okay, now do we have uh, any letters? Mark that spot. We might go back to it if we have a little more time. Yes. Okay, where's the first letter from? Philippines. Okay, let's hear it. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings to you. May peace and grace be multiplied unto you and to your ministry. Thanks so much for the literature, the newsletters, Messiah books, Bibles, and also the t-shirt and the sweatshirt that you sent to me. My church members are busy distributing the literature in other places. I and my wife and my son are also busy distributing in the schools. Many students want the literature and the newsletters, so we distributed all of them. Many teachers, students, and other people were happy when we distributed the literature because now they can know the Word of God. 
So please, Pastor Tony, send me some more literature of different kinds, newsletters, many of your books entitled The Messiah, and more Bibles, because many teachers want Bibles. May so many blessings from God be with you and those people who are busy serving in your ministry. Your brother in Christ, Pastor Mario Calderon from Philippines. Okay, do you have another letter? Yes. Well, who is this from? Limestone County Detention Center, Chaplain Robert Spencer. Okay, this is a chaplain, a letter from a chaplain. To whom it may concern, I am writing to thank you for all of the support that you have given to the men of this unit down through the years. Your literature and books have really helped in our effort to spread the good news of the gospel to our inmates here at the unit. In one of your letters, you expressed that you could help us with more Bibles if we needed them. I would like to take this time to request as many Spanish Bibles as you can send. We have a very large Hispanic inmate population here at the detention center, so Spanish Bibles and other books and literature would greatly be appreciated. We thank you for your time, and we look forward to receiving our next order of materials. Sincerely, Chaplain Robert Spencer. Well, uh, let's send them uh, uh, between, uh, send them about 50 Spanish Bibles, all right? Okay. That should help. Then what? Is that it? Yes. Okay, now let's continue reading uh, from um, 1 Corinthians. Verse 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? Right. Now, a lot of people would think that people, women, you know, uh, are harlots that, um, or that it's dangerous for them to be married uh, to a godly person. What's dangerous about it? Uh, women, the women want it. They want to be married. But, uh, of course, we don't do that. Young girls want to be married. There's uh, so many of them that have come up to me in the church and said, we love this brother, we love that one. I said, well, how old are you? And they say, 12 and or 14. I said, you have to wait because you'll be thrown in jail and they'll even throw your mother and dad in jail because you have to realize that this is Satan's government. And they forbid marriage, and they even give tax breaks to people that turn homosexual or lesbians. And therefore, they're giving uh, encouragement to people to be reprobate. And, and so you see them on television kissing, and the media exalts them. This is the voice of Satan, the media at large. And so... Um, you know, be careful. And so I don't let anybody be married. As a matter of fact, I tried to stop one marriage. The girl was only about 11. She'd reached puberty, and she wanted to get married to this young man. He was about 25. And what they did is just took off because they said they were just really uh, in a court case out in uh, Fayetteville. They got up and they just tore me to pieces because I wouldn't let them get married. And they, uh, she was just screaming out saying, and we have four children now and we're very happy. And she was around 21 then. 
but she was, uh, you know, very young when they left. And so, you know, uh, she was trying to get the court uh, to uh, deliver me into chains or something for stopping her from being married at such a young age. And then uh, if you do get married, if you let them get married, then they'll put you in chains anyway. So they say, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So, uh, you know, you're living in a hypocritical government uh, regime worldwide, uh, run by the Pope. All this is run by the Pope. And uh, he wants you to, um, to be a homosexual. Uh, he wants you to be a lesbian. He wants you not to read the Word of God because you see... When you read the Word of God, the Word of God sets you free. You're free to do all these things. All of these things are lawful, but they're not expedient. If you wanted to go to another country, well, I'd say amen, you know, where they don't condemn you for that. But this far reach of the Vatican, this evil, wicked Pope and his constituents will uh, even put you to death. They're even putting people to death under the regime of the Pope in China for having more than two children. And they put the children to death. This, uh, they'll murder them. And uh, this, uh, this murder that's going on in these abortion parlors, they, these people will be so punished, you have no idea. Uh, only if you knew how horrible hell in the lake of fire was. You wouldn't even... Uh, think one minute to listen to the things that you're being told in the media and by the government, this satanic government. Well, my time is up. And so um, those of you that would like to be free, and when the Lord sets you free, you're free indeed, we'll start out now by saying this prayer. There's a lot of things that are lawful for you to do that you don't know. And uh, like, uh, you know, like I said, we're straight in our church. No underage marriages, no polygamy. All right. So no matter what you hear, no matter what you hear. So say this, uh, if you love the Lord and you want to be free from all this uh, rabble, this stinking butcher shop type uh, government, then say this prayer. To the Lord. Say, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. Lord, have thine own way in me. I uh, believe uh, that Jesus is the Son of God, that He, and that you, Father God, rose Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Holy Father and Holy Spirit, wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. It's your word. Uh, your word cannot be broken. You said, all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. All right, now just praise and thank the Lord for saving your soul. And get yourself a King James Version, an old King James Version of the Bible, not the new one. And um, Sharon, tell 
our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program number 612. It's free. Please state whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Don't miss tomorrow's broadcast. Each one of these uh, broadcasts is a stepping stone for your soul, for your spirit to grow and grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. And here I am to sing for you, have thine own way, Lord. What else can we do? You alone have the words of eternal life. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own